very creepy ambiance. That is very spooky. You know what that means? Uh, yeah. Ooh, there we go. It's even more creepy. <laughs> that, that means we're back with another Halloween uh, horror series review. Oh, and this time it's for a legit movie that scared the shit out of me when I was younger. Uh, House on Haunted Hill. Yeah, it's the remake of the 1959 film of the same name. Did not know it was a remake until I was older. But yeah, yep. But man, this one, this legit did scare I mean, the shit either. out of me. There was parts that like just made me like not want to watch this movie. I remember, uh, I remember a bit about it. I remember there's like a weird, like there's like a ghost element to it. I think is that what's going on. Kinda. I mean, they're all yeah. They're all they're locked in an asylum where they. Uh, it turns out like their ancestors were like doctors and people that were involved in like a big massacre that happened like years ago. Because I guess the doctors were you know uh, experimenting or just killing something like patients, and uh, they all got out one day. It was like a mental killed. ward. Yeah, it was like a mental asylum. They all got out and they were able to. Ki they killed everybody. It was just this big thing, and they're like the, um, you know, the, the descendants of them. And so the beginning, this, you know, rich guy who's played by uh, Jeffrey Rush, is trying is throwing like a party for his wife, and he has like a list of names, and uh, you just see the computer just suddenly delete them, and then something types names, and then the invites get sent out, and it was like what. And uh, they all show up, and that's when they all find out at the party that, like, who they're, they're all descendants of people that were at the asylum. And he's like, I didn't invite any of you. Like, who are you? So yeah, and the uh, the the main the main millionaire guy is played by Jeffrey Rush, who is fantastic in everything. Well, yeah. Especially with that pencil-thin mustache. I, that's pretty spot-on. And then uh, his wife in the movie uh, is Fomke Jansen, who... God, this is like the height of her height hotness. This is like right before X Men. Oh, I th oh, it was, huh? I could I couldn't remember the order. I think of... yeah, because that was two thousand or whatever. Oh really? Okay. Something this like movie that, yeah. was what ninety nine? Man, she's just sti uh, what? What's this? <sighs> oh, we have a Star Trek alert, everybody. This is not a false alarm. We have a Star Trek alert. Fomka Jansen who plays the wife in this film, once guest-starred on a 1992 episode of Star Trek The Next Generation, where she played Kamala in an episode called The Perfect Mate, who I believe was she was the perfect mate because she was so hot or something. That was literally her role in that episode. That's her role in life. That's her role in life. Pretty much. She, oh, she was also in Taken, remember that? I don't have a Taken alert, but she was in that. I do remember that. I, and, I think she was just the wife. <laughs> Yeah, she played a bigger role in the in the ones after, but it, the the series went downhill after that. The first one was the best. I I just I like the third one because I never saw it, but all I've seen is the the fucking scene of him climbing the fence where there's like a ten thousand jump cuts because he couldn't actually climb the fence. Oh, uh, have you seen that? <laughs> no, I, I I don't think I paid attention. Oh my, to it. it's so it's so fucking funny. Oh man, that's so sad. Like it makes it makes me kind of dizzy because there's so many cuts. Of this one scene of him just hopping a fence. Huh. 
Well, that's what happened. Yeah. You decided to become an action hero like the last half of your life. I, I guess so, but something that I I didn't know about this movie until just now, but this movie was this uh, House on Hill remake was produced by Robert Zemeckis and Joel Silver. Oh, Joel those Silver are two huge familiar. names. He's all kinds of action films and shit. I mean, and Robert Zemeckis. Well, we yeah. all know him. We've reviewed his classic film, Back to the Future. Yeah, we still have two more of those to review. We do, yeah. Uh, this horror stuff. Got that in was the way. before we. Yeah. That was before that that got in the way, and then it was before we started the trend with Spider-Man of doing the the, the, sh- the movies in a row. That's very true. But th- there was a purpose for that one, though. We were gearing up for Venom, which I have seen, but you that's have true. not. Which we'll I'm seeing this weekend. Soon. Oh, thank God. Which I mean, again, this doesn't fit into this month anyway. Eh, we might be able to fit it in there. I guess we could fit it in somewhere. It All, has like, more if it aspects. Was rated R, it would have been. I suppose. I guess we could do that after I see it. Yeah, once you see it, maybe the, kind the of Monday after. If, yeah, you determine if it's like okay, you know what? Eh, it, it fits. Uh, yeah. Fuck yeah. All right, so House on the Hill. This also starts Chris Kattan. <laughs> yeah, that that to me, I would never would have thought I would have seen him in a movie like this. Not like this, no. No, he did Undercover Brother in Night at the Roxbury. Like those are his movies, not oh, a scary horror movie. That's I, th- I think a lot of comedians though have started in kind of in horror movies. That's true. Vince Vaughn was uh, in Psycho, the remake of Psycho. That is true, and he was actually pretty good in it. Never saw it. The movie gets a lot of shit because uh, it didn't. It uh, doesn't need to exist. I was it wasn't it pointless? Because uh, wasn't it a shot-for-shot remake? Uh, yes. So That's like, it, there's, there's no reason for it to exist, but it did give us two things. It gave us uh, a pretty good performance by Vince Vaughn, actually, and it gave us uh, Anne Hache's butthole. Yeah, it did. That's like, it's actually not bad. So that's okay. No. Is she straight again? Uh, or the she's makeup still lesbian? Of, I, I think she's been with. I think she's bi or some shit. Well, she was straight, but then she turned gay, and I, did she go back to it or she's, she's still with she's, someone? She's been with a man as far as I can. I think I think she's been in a relationship with men since Ellen or whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah, she was with Ellen, wasn't she? Yeah, Ellen upgraded to Portia de Rossi. That's very true. Man, I would I'd love to tap tap Ellen. It being that sandwich. <laughs> God damn oh it. hell yeah. Oh hell yeah. Uh, I'd be in that reverse Oreo. Get it two white cookies and then chocolate cream. <sighs> You're not chocolate. Yeah, but I'm tan. You'd be like a like a burnt vanilla Oreo. Like a s'more, like where it's kind of toasted. Probably, yeah, a little bit. It's a light okay. toasting. Give it some color. Oh, thanks. Yeah, that's how I like my Oreos. Or my uh, s'mores, I mean. That's why we're a good duo. Uh, I guess so. Uh, the makeup effects in this movie are obviously the standout. Uh, and that's because they were done by Greg Nicotero. If his name sounds familiar, it's because he's currently been doing the makeup effects on the Walking Dead show. Yeah, um, all right. I mean, he's, but he started on, um, I believe it was Day of the Dead in 1985, the George Romero movie. Oh wow. Um, Tom Savini obviously was like the head makeup effects guy for those movies, but Greg Nicotero—that's where he started, uh, under the tutelage of Tom Savini, Sex Machine. AKA. That's what I thought. I knew that name sounded familiar. I'm like, wasn't he Sex Machine? He was Sex Machine, yes. And he also did the makeup effects on that. 
That's so dope. I wanted one of those fucking cock guns. That was so dope when I first seen yeah, it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Man. It, it's, it's not practical whatsoever. Oh, no, for sure, but it's still cool. And you gotta keep it away from RoboCop. Uh. <laughs> For those who don't know what I'm talking about, go, go to Google and search "Robocop no. shoots the dicks." No, and don't. You'll see. You'll see what I'm talking no, about. No, they don't need to. Uh, I don't know. Uh. Hey, you want to know one thing that scared the shit out of me when I was little? The house on Haunted Hill. Yeah, was the ending of this movie when like that black stuff was just taking over everything? I don't like, remember that. There's it was a lot like in this movie that I'm just I'm not sure about. I mean, it was like the essence of it because it was like toward the end they were trying to escape it and like this black stuff just started like crawling all over the walls because it was chasing them, it, but it was turning everything black. And like huh. it got somebody and it like you know it fucking ripped them apart and shit or like dissolved them or something. But it just scared the fuck out of me. So like whenever I'd go to the bathroom at night when I turn off the bathroom light, I like sprinted to my room because the hallway was dark. So I was all scared as shit. <laughs> I think I get this movie confused a lot with 13 Ghosts. Oh, we gotta do that one. That one's a good one. I remember that movie. Because they came out right around... I think they did, Right around the same time. And it takes place in a house with weird shit going on from, like, the past. Yeah, but see, that's that's like a glass mechanical house. And that one has Matthew Illard. Yeah. It does, yes. Who, uh, there's a Twin Peaks connection. He was in Twin Peaks, The Return. Was he? That too. Yeah. He actually, uh... I need to watch The Return. And he... I've never seen him uh, act so well as I did when he was in the Twin Peaks: The Return. That motherfucker acted the shit out of his scenes. Do, do you have? You said you have the DVDs of it. Yeah, I got on Blu-ray. When you come get Zelda, drop that off for me. That way I can watch it. Uh, all right. Fuck yeah. All right, my address is um. <laughs> oh, wait, oh, sorry, I forgot. Uh huh. I don't want everyone to show up to my house. Yeah. You know what was really cool? You know what was really cool? What? Was the the roller coaster in the beginning of this? Remember he was like oh, taking yeah. them, the news people or something on a tour and they're in an elevator and it pretended like it broke and fell, but it was all part of like the ride and I was like I And that's it. isn't that the whole ride? No, no, and then it, then it opened up to them to actually get on the roller coaster, but it was like a pre oh, okay. scary part ride and it was just like, man, that was that would scare the shit out of me and that would make me not want to go on a roller coaster, I know. but but it would be it would He's be cool. a theme park owner in this movie, right? Yes, I think that's how he made all his money and shit. Like he, you know, run, yeah, not, not like Six Flags. Designs them better, yeah. And uh, in, the, in the vein of Six Flags, yeah, yeah, pretty much something like that. But I, one part I got confused that was then they went on the ride, and then it broke, you know, and then it, it sent one of the things flying, but then the track fixed itself. So like, was that part of the ride? To make it to make one people scared, like, I think oh, so. It's yeah, gonna break off. Yeah, I think so. Okay, because you could tell there was dummies in the seats. It wasn't like people flew off, but I didn't know if that was part of the ride or not because I didn't really get it. Because then I thought, oh, was that like the house fucking something up? You know? Because it did the whole typing with the invites. I thought maybe it did it to the ride that is, or something. That is true. I didn't get it. I mean, God, I'm trying to like pinpoint. The difference. I I keep thinking of things from this movie, but then I'm like, oh wait, no, that's Thirteen Ghosts. How do you? That that one had thirteen different spirits. This one was just a bunch of I know psychopaths. It has, it has a uh, spirits in it, kind of. 
You want to know someone another... keep... Is it Allie Larder who gets visions of the past or something? No, no, nobody gets visions of the past. She had a camera. Oh. And that would, that part scared the shit out of me too because she was moving the camera around and then it was in like a, a surgery room. She looked in the camera and you see like your, your boy, Jeffrey Combs, operating on somebody with nurses around and then she looks. Uh, God, no, we already did I'm one for him. A Star Trek alert. We did a one Star for him Trek already. Alert, they know this. This is. This is Red Alert. Uh, yes, Jeffrey Combs is in Red this movie, and he uh, guest starred in Star Trek Deep Space Nine, and he was also this. in Enterprise. Yeah, he played three different characters. And I believe he was... He did, He did. yes. Yes, we know. That, is, that concludes this Star Trek alert. Jeffrey Combs, fan, uh, friend of the show. We gotta get him on the show. He talked to me on Twitter once. Really? Uh, yeah, a long time ago. Man, that guy got nothing going on then. Hey... One time, uh, Jason David Frank messaged me back on uh, Facebook. That was pretty cool. Oh, well, he really doesn't have anything going on. Yeah, he has a lot going on. He's very interactive with fans, unlike your Jeffrey Combs guy. He's he's super interactive with fans. Yeah, All the is. Star Trek people are super interactive with fans, except for, like, Patrick Stewart. Yeah, well, it's because he's Cause better he's, than that. I mean, he's, he's, he has a lot of people on his Twitter. Uh, all right, anyways... So yeah, then she like looks through it and they're operating and then she looks up, you know, that classic looks up and there's nothing there and she looks back and then they all look at her and that, that scared the shit out of me because then she got freaked out. So the director of this movie, his name is William Malone. I, I have never heard his name, but he has directed other movies called uh, Scared to Death, which that kind of sounds familiar, Creature and Fear.com. Fear.com sounds familiar, but I never saw that. That's the that's the one with uh, 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 Steven Dorf, the guy from Blade. Yeah, no, I Frost. know that, but I, there wasn't. I never saw that. I never saw it either. But was that movie about a website? Like, if you went to the website, it was almost like The Ring. If you went I, to the website, you die later on. Something, something like that. Yeah. He also directed um, an episode of the uh, television show Freddy's Nightmares. He did the Lucky Stiff familiar. episode. Was uh, that the, it's a, the, it was a TV show that they did for Freddy. That's what I thought, and that was still Robert England too, right? Yeah, but again, like he wasn't—he just hosted it. It was like the Crypt Keeper or whatever. Well, even still, he didn't have to do that. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Speaking of, he also directed an episode of Tales from the Crypt called oh. Only Skin Deep. Oh, that makes sense. And a, an episode of Masters of Horror, The Fair-Haired Child. Nice. That's kind of it. I think that's about it for all the places that scare the shit out of me. Yeah, there's not much that uh, I have besides a lot of these technical aspects. Uh, the, this was budgeted. Wow, that's actually high. Nineteen million dollar budget this movie had. Nineteen million. Yeah, it released uh, October twenty ninth, nineteen ninety nine. Um, so you you about you double that about for production, so it's like thirty eight, and the box office forty point eight million. So. Not a lot of money this movie made. Not really, but it was so good. I, I think this is one of those movies that became like a, a, a cult classic afterwards. Like, there's a lot of movies that were like that. Uh, here's something interesting. House on Hunted Hill marked the producing debut of Dark Castle Entertainment, uh, a production company oh. that went on to produce House of Wax and 13 Ghosts, two there films which go. are also remakes. You know, House of Wax isn't that bad. It's, it, I like it. It's pretty I, interesting. I uh I only remember it because Paris Hilton got killed in it. 
Yeah, she got she got spiked. I remember nothing else about her. Did she get? Oh, is that what happened? Yeah, she was like running away from a car or something like that, but then something just spiked her, and so she like, I think it went through her head. So she did that whole thing where she was like on her knees at an angle because the spike was through her head, touching the ground. Yeah, she. <laughs> so she I just saw stayed that there. Ugh. You don't. Oh, like you haven't. Everyone has. It's the only reason anybody knows her name. Just like any the only reason anybody knows the name Kim Kardashian. That's very true. That's very true. Mm hmm. I have. I honestly, I don't have much else to contribute for this movie. I don't either. I just remember. Uh, well, Chris Kattan died. Spoiler alert. And then he, his ghost well, yeah. came back as good to help the last two people survive the night. Because it, it, then it turned into a competition or something like that. If they could last all night, they got like, oh, how much? How many million dollars each or something like that? It was one. It was one million. Oh, that's it. Yeah. So like, you know, yeah. they survived the night, and then the sun came up, and then the thing, the black goo I was talking about died and then like two checks floated like right in front of them and it's like oh they won money oh yeah, yeah so that's about it that's about it I remember Jeffrey Rush died pretty bad I think he did I think he did I think the doctors got him or something I don't know it's, it, like I said it, it was a good movie I told you all the parts that scared the shit out of me. I think that's what makes me like it, even still to this day, was that it did legit scare me. Cause it actually if, scared me. Yeah, if I think back to other like scary or horror movies, like nothing really stuck with me, for, you know, for a long time. But this movie stuck with me for like a while. Huh. Again, ninety nine. That means I was I was like ten. So very impressionable. I guess that makes sense. <laughs> and I, yeah. I mean, and me being older, I had I had seen shit way worse than that already. Yeah, you were you were into more of that stuff than I was than than I can remember. Although my mom did tell me when yeah. I was little, like when I was like three, I'd watch Hellraiser. But I mean, you don't remember nothing from that age. But apparently, I wasn't scared of it. Oh well, you should have reviewed it with me if you seen it when you were three. I don't remember though. That's what I'm saying. Nobody remembers stuff from when they were three. No, I know. I was joking. I don't remember him being skinless and being horny as shit. Like I didn't. I listened to your episode and I didn't know any of that stuff. I was like, I didn't know it was well. That was like that. In the well, in the original short story, that was they got more into when he was like, jerking off in the beginning. That doesn't happen. The sex uh, part doesn't happen. I just remember every movie had different like like Cenobites, and like they were pretty cool. Like one was this big fat guy with like no lips and just teeth, and it was like they were all like, yeah, that's Chatterer. Yeah, they're all like ooh. Yeah, they're all like... yeah, I think they were this pretty much mostly the same throughout the first two movies, with a few additions. So is this but kind then, of like, uh... is this like a weird like? horror like S&M type movie for like Clyde Barker came up with or book uh well well what I learned when I was watching the Joe Bob uh, Briggs movie marathon because he actually did show Hellraiser on the marathon and he gives he gives the kind of commercial breaks where he just talks about the movie and jokes around and shit I guess uh Clyde Barker Clyde Barker is gay so he would go to really like yeah like weird uh S&M, like S&M gay clubs or something in in England and he got, I think he got an idea for this kind of thing at one of the S and M clubs. There you go. Yeah, so it kind that's of spawned off that, and then the hell stuff came in because I don't know somehow because that's he's in horror, so you put the two together and you get Hellraiser. All right, well, you look but that's hell. That's for stuff every day. Yeah, and thanks, thanks to Joe Bob. Yeah. 
You learn shit. <sighs> Fuck yeah. Alright, thanks everybody. That'll conclude it for um, on Haunted Hill. What, the, what would you give this movie? I give it a thumb. I give it a thumb. Now that I'm, you know, I'm older. I if I was a kid, I would give it two thumbs because it did its job. But now that I remember, I'm older, I, I remember, I would watch it. I would watch it every time I would see it come on TV. It's just been oh, a yeah, long time. Yeah, same here. I don't have I don't have live yeah. TV no more, so I don't I don't watch TV. But I, don't, I haven't I haven't for years either. Yeah, but I would watch it when it did come on. It was it always came on. I think like FX, some some type of station that had like more horror type movies. But it would be like TNT. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. They would show USA. horror movies all the time. USA Network. That too, yeah. I they they show Child's Play two all the time back in the day. I know. I remember you talking about that in our Child's Play review. Yep. yep. Uh-huh. Uh. <laughs> all right, everybody. Uh, one thought from each of us. Um, high praise. Very. Uh, hey, I guess we'll see you. At the frightening movies. <laughs>